Today, I am Taylor Johnson, and if you would like to join our discussion, please call us at 1-844-777-7928, excuse me, that's 1-844-777-SWAT, or you can email us at ask at SWATradio.com, that's ask, A-S-K, at SWAT, actually no, Doug is not in the studio, we have uh, Brad Sykes in with us, so if you do have questions you would like to email, you can email us at taylor at SWATradio.com. That's taylor, T-A-Y-L-O-R, at SWATradio.com. So are you saying if you send it to ask at SWATradio.com, it won't get answered? Or I'm saying it won't get answered on air. It'll go to sure. Doug. And, yeah, Doug will, I don't Wherever know. Doug yeah, is. Yeah. Where in the world is Doug McCary? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I won't be able to answer it on the air because yeah. <laughs> I don't have access to that email. But I do to the Taylor. Uh, at SWATradio.com. So. Well, hey, there it is. Yep. Send Taylor an email. Just, you know. I've got some even before. Even if you don't have anything to say, <laughs> yeah, just, just send him something. Spam me. <laughs> so you are uh, tied up. It's Friday, man. Is it free for all Friday? Is that why Doug invited me in today? I think so, yes. <clears throat> yes, uh, you know, Fridays are nice, a uh, little more uh, relaxed, get into some shenanigans. I think once we talked... Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I think the last it was last Friday that Doug gave out all the, uh, um, uh, the tickets for the movie, the the uh, chosen movie. He, oh, he uh, did the whole and the whole time. That's pretty much what we did was he was giving out movie tickets. People called in, and it was a uh, a big change of pace. Yeah, well, clearly I wasn't listening. <laughs> what is it? Is it showing at the theaters? Yeah, mm-hmm. it is at uh, a number of theaters here. I think it's at Tinseltown. My parents are going to see it tonight. Is it really? Yeah. So and, which I mean, <clears throat> is it all the all the seasons? No, no. What, it is, is a, a Christmas special. Oh, okay. Yeah, so and, it's a separate. Movie. Yeah. So I, I think it started. Uh, the, so it's not the chosen. No, it's the, the chosen Christmas special. Okay. Yeah, and it started not last Wednesday, the first of the month, pretty much December first. Oh, cool. And it's running through the thirteenth. So I think that's through uh, Sunday or Monday. But is it the same guy? Who's yeah. doing the okay? Mm-hmm. Doing yeah. the chosen series. yeah, and I guess they did it last year. They did uh, really? something similar, and then okay. so they're doing that this year. And it has, um, I think they have some musical artists and stuff who share right. their testimony and stuff. And then they have uh, like a segment that's like a special uh, chosen episode that has like Mary and Joseph's uh, kind of maybe what it would have been like from their perspective type thing. Oh, yeah. I'm gonna have to go see that. Yeah, mean, he do said I need it, to order the tickets now or what? I think you could probably walk up. I think my parents are walking up, but yeah, you can order them, uh, Fandango, anything like that. But uh, Doug said it was really, really good. So cool, cool. I got a uh, well. So I know you probably have some updates on news. Um, I was really sad to hear about uh, Demarius Thomas. Yeah. Um, I think thirty three, thirty four years old. Thirty three. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna be thirty four on Christmas Day. Wow. Yeah. I did not even know. I mean. It's how disconnected I've been from the NFL. Is I haven't watched a game in two years, and I just really don't pay attention to it. Yeah. But I got that news that he had passed away, and uh, based on what Tebow said and Peyton said, they a really really good guy. I don't know if your dad knew him or knew of him. Or- uh, no, I haven't actually talked to my dad about him. Uh, he may have, but yeah, from what I've heard, he was a good guy. Uh, died of apparently died of seizures. 
Um, I guess he'd been struggling with that for the, the past year and a half or so. Uh, that seems to have stemmed from a car accident. So, uh, pretty sad situation. Uh, he died. They found him Thursday night, uh, but Wednesday was the last time that uh, his family had talked to him. And then uh, I think he had a driver because of the seizures, and the driver had a key to the house. And really? Got in and found him, yeah. Incredible. Yeah. I don't know if you uh, – I saw somebody – you know how – you and I trade text messages and Doug. And, I don't know, did you see this article about uh, Denzel Washington? Yeah, I did. Uh, I'm a God-fearing man. Denzel Washington explains his Christian beliefs to New York Times – Dis, to, to New York Times, dismisses Hollywood focus on racial diversity. Thought that was kind of interesting. Yeah, and I haven't been. Have you read the article? I have not read the article. Yeah. I just only was able to read a few of his quotes. Yeah. Um which were pretty good quotes. You know, the, yeah. Um, yeah, interesting perspective. I think that he has, and in, in one that uh, not isn't really shared too much in Hollywood. Obviously, I, was say, I don't well, know much about his like overall faith or anything like that but uh or how solid it is i guess i should right, say right i mean i've read same thing i've kind of read various things about him seems like a pretty solid guy i don't know theologically where he yeah, is yeah that's although what i'm think. sure you could we could dig into it but i think we actually have a caller don't we yeah gil how you doing today gil hey how you guys doing, hey, doing gil, well. what's up buddy hey what's going on i i want i know you're probably going to mention at some point today to the SWAT guys about the gathering on um, Monday night in St. Augustine. Yeah. What? And, um, yeah, and I just wanted to remind the guys that are going that we're also doing a clothing drive that had been put out there on the, um, on the SWAT website that um, doing a gathering of um, collecting clothes for like five different ministries, two prison ministries for men who are released from prison and need clothing. I mean, there's such a large demand with all five of the ministries for men's clothing. They have a lot of women's clothing, but men just don't donate clothes to mm. these um, places the way uh, women do. And they have far more men in prison, especially this time of year. I don't know if they still do that. I remember at one time you would have large numbers of people that would be released from prison mm. um, around the holidays just before Christmas. Mm. And they go to these um, transition houses, what they used to call halfway houses, and, you know, to sort of reacclimate them into society and to provide clothing and food for them. And there's such a shortage of clothing. So I'm going to be taking those um, the clothes, whatever the, the guys contribute or donate, um, Monday night and provide them to an assistant pastor at our church, um, Jonathan Baptist Church, and donate them to um, to the different ministries. That's awesome. So, I you think- know, they yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I, I, I am, uh, in fact, looking at the notice. Uh, Clothes will support four local ministries, two prison transition ministries, Prisoners of Christ and New Beginnings of Jacksonville, and then two homeless ministries, City Rescue Mission and New Dawn Outreach. So, um, yeah, for any of the, the SWAT guys, Gil, let me ask you, if, if there's a lot of people out listening to us right now, who probably aren't even aware that we have a uh, have this? It, how can they get close to you? Apart from our Monday um, night, you know, SWAT deal. Well, if anybody comes to any of the of the SWAT meetings, and if I know that they're going to be there, you know, I'd make arrangements to, to come and pick up the clothing. Okay. Um. So yeah, so they can just make um, contact just through regular SWAT. They they want to take them 
to the regular SWAT meetings. I can talk with someone to have them gather, and then I can then I can pick them up. Okay. So um, especially this time of year, they need it year round. But this time of year, you know, especially with more people being released before the holidays, there's a serious demand for men's clothing. I mean, pants, shoes, um, dress shirts, even suits, because some of them go, are going to job interviews and, you know, you need that a little bit more formal attire. So this would be a tremendous help to those ministries. Well, that's that's for sure. And these are these are, again, those kingdom opportunities that we have, you know, uh, and we need to take advantage of those. So yeah. I will uh, I will definitely scour my closet, which is uh, <laughs> I got a lot of stuff I could get rid of. <clears throat> yeah, so if anyone's listening and would like to uh, donate, and if you'd like to come to the uh, Monday morning or Monday morning Monday, Monday night uh, Christmas party, I don't. I think there's probably still spots I available. I, I'm not sure. I'm not even going to say anything. But uh, you can go to you can go to uh, his light dot uh, org his light dot org. Yeah. Or SWATradio.com. Yep. And uh, you can probably check it out there. So Yeah. So Yeah, yeah I know I know you guys really encourage guys to come to the to SWAT meetings and just as a SWAT member, I just want to say if you know if there are men out there who are not in fellowship with other men, I mean you're not gonna find a, a, a nicer bunch of guys than the guys in SWAT. I know you guys have several different locations. Um that's on the website where they can come and do the Bible study weekly. And just sit there and socialize and talk to guys that are pretty open about the Christian faith and things that are going through in their lives. And, and, and men can come there and share the same thing and get the same encouragement because I get that so much um, from the men of SWAT. I mean, as most of the SWAT guys know, I'm dealing with uh, uh, stage 4 pancreatic cancer, and I'm always getting messages from SWAT guys. And when I go to the meetings, they're you know, very encouraging and and, you know, ask a lot of questions and tell me how much they're in prayer with me. And that is just so important for men to be able to do that with other men um, who also love Christ. And it's just so important. So I would encourage guys, if you're not a part of a fellowship like that, just to give it a try. Just come out to one of the SWAT um, Bible studies, you know, that's that's on the website. I go to the Salem Center on Wednesday. But, you know, any of them would be good. And you, you really won't be disappointed with the Bible study and the fellowship of other men. Yeah. Amen. Thanks for uh, calling in Gil and uh, letting us know, reminding us about the clothes and uh, you know, just for being part of SWAT and being open to having lively conversations with uh, me and Doug at times too. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to get into that today, but yeah, we have like, but even still, but no, seriously, we, we don't agree on a lot of political issues. But that doesn't matter. But once we start getting into the Word of God, we are on the same page, and yeah. and you know the love of God is really what brings brought me together with um with the men of SWAT. You know you don't have to agree and walk and um, agree on everything that's going on in life, but um, but the love of God, I believe, is really what draws us together. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Could not agree more, <laughs> and we need more of that, Gil. You know, you and I have had some great conversations. I think about. You talk about being encouraged. I know so many men that are encouraged when they see you, you know, yeah. and you're dealing with what you're dealing with. It's a it's a great encouragement. I know we're going to take a break in a minute. Gil, great to have you on, brother. Okay. Okay, thanks again, guys. I appreciate you. All right, no problem. Uh, we will be back with more in just a second, so stay tuned. We'll be back after the break. Uh, let's see. You can download our SWAT app in the App Store, and you can follow us on Facebook and Twitter at SWAT Radio Talk is the handle. That is at SWAT Radio Talk. You're listening to SWAT Radio. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. 
This program has the potential to reach millions of men each week. If you'd like to learn how you can support this unique program that is helping men understand the truth about Jesus through God's Word and how to impact their lives and the lives of others, then go to www.swatradio.com. Then click on the donate link to help SWAT Radio pass on the truth for the next generation. Highway to Eternity Ministries is a ministry dedicated to encouraging those who have lost hope and coming alongside those who cannot find peace and are considered unfit for inclusion in Christ's church. They use published works to teach God's Word and share encouraging testimonies of transformed lives. Highway to Eternity Ministries serves as a parachurch ministry that comes alongside churches to share its passion and commitment through spiritual writings, nuances, and experiences to everyone who has an interest in the teachings of Jesus Christ. For more information, contact Jeff Andrews at 904-436-5175. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas everywhere you go. Take a look at the five and ten. Listening once again with candy canes and silver lanes aglow. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Toys in every store. But the prettiest sight to see is the holiday. Welcome back to SWAT Radio. SWAT stands for Spiritual Warriors Advancing Truth. Uh, we are coming up on two weeks until Christmas, huh? Can you believe that? Uh, time's flying. <laughs> Time is flying. Are, are you done? I mean, you know, you done with all your shopping, all that kind of stuff? Do y'all do much shopping? Is that a well? Is this, that a thing in your your household? Uh, this year, <laughs> my wife got a big gift, and that was a combination. Uh, Birthday, her birthday's in November, Christ, and Christmas gift. So okay. uh, now it's just small stuff for, for actually. For <laughs> so Christmas. she's already gotten that gift, you're saying? Yes, okay. yes. Gotcha. Yeah, gotcha. so uh, I've done a little bit of shopping, just got a few, few more things, and she's taking care of getting the stuff for Sayla. So uh, that'll be fun to see her really have her it's first Christmas. So she can ex- yeah. you know, experience and open stuff. So. I know. We're, we're um, you know, with a, I don't know, as our kids were growing up, we, you know, we did gifts and all that, and we still do. But now there's so many of us, mm. it's, you just can't do that for everybody. And yeah. everybody doesn't want to do it the, the same way back, you know. Yeah. So we did a, uh, I think we did a drawing. Mm. So I would draw a name, whoever, I, if I drew your name, then I, I bought you a gift. And it had a maximum, I don't know, I think 100 bucks or something like that. Because yep. the reality is it's so easy to get distracted mm-hmm. from what we're really celebrating. Yeah, and uh, my family, we still get together, um, but it's the same as far as there's uh, there's just so many of us that there's not as much uh, as far as presents go as like when we were little kids and things were cheap, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, the siblings, we do something like that too. We call it, you know, Secret Santa and mm-hmm. we draw a name and I think ours is 50 bucks because right. you know, whatever. But I, I've been toying with the idea of like, you know, as Sailor gets older and we have more kids and stuff of just doing three presents mm-hmm. on Christmas mm-hmm. just to kind of mirror yeah. the, the gifts of the wise men and uh, so... I, I tell you, there was a time when my kids were younger and uh, my wife's parents would come down from Chicago and they would literally, they would send, send shipments mm-hmm. ahead of time 
you know, boxes and boxes. And I'm not talking, they were big boxes with like 10 packages inside those boxes. And so by the time they got down here, the tree was just, there's just stuff <laughs> everywhere. Then they'd unpack the car, which had, had more stuff. This went on for about, I don't know, probably three, maybe four years. And I finally, I think I went and played golf with her dad. And I said, hey, I'm not trying to tell you what to do. Please stop. <laughs> you know, just, it just, you know, I mean, you'll see it as Sela starts to open packages. She gets to about the second or third package. You've lost her. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Huh. And we were doing, you know, eight, 12, 14 gifts a piece. It was just stuff everywhere. And it's like, I don't know. They just don't appreciate see, it. See, 10 year old me is like, hey, that sounds oh, pretty of good. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Oh, well. Do you guys have any uh, special Christmas traditions that you do or anything like that? Yeah. Well, uh, kind of. Um, you know, when, uh, so we don't really do technically an Advent season. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I appreciate it. We're doing it at our church. Uh, we're doing it on our Friday morning business fellowship gathering. And um, uh, all, the only thing we've done over the years is uh, we memorized uh, Luke chapter 2, uh, 1 through 14. So it's only 14 verses. And uh, we started doing that when our oldest child, who's now 30, 33, 34, when she was two, mm. <clears throat> didn't realize the impact that would have. That You can't imagine a two-year-old. How could a two-year-old memorize something? Listen, you'd be surprised. Mm. If they hear it enough times, they'll memorize it. And we literally, every night as we put her to bed, from December 1st till Christmas Day, we recited Luke 2, 1 mm. through 14. And uh, probably, honestly, probably about... Uh, 15, 16 days in, about 15, 16 days in, she had it. She memorized it. Oh, and wow. so we still, yeah. to this day, do that huh. uh, almost cool. on a daily basis. So it's it's there, you know. Well, that's pretty sweet. Yeah, yeah. yeah uh, it's pretty cool. That's cool. Uh, my family, we, we would always read. Uh, you know, my dad would kind of read the whole thing. He'd jump through different uh, sure. selections and, and read the whole thing. Still does it every year. Um Love. Yeah, that's that, that's a big one that's always been impactful for us. And then let's see, we get always my parents would always get the tree on December eighth every year. Why? Uh, when my dad was growing up, that's when they got the tree, and that was his older brother's birthday. So that oh, that's always, great. That was kind of like a thing they do, and so they kept that going. And then we'd open everybody opens presents, uh, one present at least I think <laughs> on Christmas Eve. So we we would do that, and then yeah, the twenty fifth after we open presents, we'd open them one at a time. You know, you had to watch everyone else open mm-hmm. up, and then we'd have brunch, and then um, then that night we'd have lasagna. So, so oh man, yeah, yeah, come on, yeah, good stuff. Love it, love yeah. it. Hey, you know, one of the things um, I knew uh, this week, at Greg's, I mean, uh, Doug's guest was going to be Greg Kokel, who authored a book called Tactics. I didn't have a chance. I listened to about maybe ten, fifteen minutes of the broadcast yesterday, and. I'm sure some of our listeners may have tuned in, <clears throat> but it, um, and I'm now ready. I want to go get this book. And the reason I want to go get this book is, uh, it's really talking about how you engage a lost world, you know, with the gospel. Uh, in fact, Tuesday I was teaching over on the West side at, at a men's study that Doug and I both do over there. And I was teaching. And as I came out, as often as the case, you know, after you've taught, you've done that recently where you got, 
Yeah, you may have six or seven, depending how big the group is. You got six or seven guys that kind of hang out for a while, want to talk to you about the, the lesson, and then then as time goes by, you know, one person drops out, and then another person, then and then you got two or three guys, and then eventually those two drop out, and you got one. Mm-hmm. This one guy I ended up walking out in the parking lot with, and just just talking, <clears throat> and uh, he said, "You seem to it, it seems to be so easy for you to engage in spiritual conversation." And I said, well, interesting you say that because, quite frankly, as a kid growing up, I was rather shy. I was timid. Um, and it's, you know, I don't know what happened over, over the course of time, but I became very, uh, very willing to get into conversations on spiritual matters. But in a, I think in somewhat a, a diplomatic way, if you will. Now, that's not to say you shouldn't be bold. You sh- absolutely should be bold. But sometimes... People are so worried about being bold, they don't ever say anything. Mm. And so, you know, I think one of the things that uh, Greg Kokel talked about in this book, Tactics, which I think that he did a 10th anniversary of this book with Lee Strobel. And so I want to kind of go back and look at that. But uh, just curious, even for you, you know, as we even kind of discuss a little bit about what they talked about yesterday was, is, is engaging in a spiritual conversation where god maybe opens the door for you to share the gospel has that been a challenge for you is that something that over the course of your spiritual life is a difficult kind of launching point oh yeah yeah that was uh something that was real tough for me uh you know uh, interesting interestingly enough i don't think it was early on but kind of the midway point uh it uh, it was uh pretty difficult for me and then you know, even now it's uncomfortable. It's not hard to do. It's just like um, you, I, I always don't want, or I don't want to like shoehorn it in there. You know, and so like really being attentive to, okay, here's an opening that God has for me, and and then how do I do it in a way that's not, uh, you know, kind of like <clears throat> abrasive or anything right. like that. Um, you know, that one time uh, recently, I guess not really recently now, but. Uh, a couple Mormon girls came up to me on mm. the street, and um, it was like nighttime too. And I was like, "Dude, what are you guys doing out here?" And <laughs> they says, "Hey," and wanted to talk to me. And um, so I just asked them questions for like five minutes. I didn't answer anything; just asked questions, asked questions, and uh, finally asked the wrong questions. They're like, "Okay, we got to go." Bye. Right. But you know, it was a because I can be very combative. Uh, I. Nah. <laughs> or I, I, strong-headed maybe you know i like right, just yeah. and so that for that well, you're I was, equipped yeah. i mean let's be honest yeah you don't want to confront somebody who's ready yeah you know what i mean yeah and i knew i just didn't want to come off at that point like aggressive off the start so you know i did a little of the teacher thing with the socratic uh, uh method and um was able to do the same thing uh effectively um but at, at least it, it got them to engage with the questions i was asking and made them pause and think to the point where they're like, oh, I don't know how to answer this, so mm. talk to our big dog, come to the service and talk to uh, someone else type <laughs> thing. But, yeah, there, you know, there's plenty. And then other than that, that's somebody who's obviously in a different uh, – I, 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 that's an unbeliever that's different than maybe an ignorant unbeliever, right? Mm-hmm. And so then uh, I have a friend who I was talking to about this just after working out, um, and he mentioned that him and his wife were, you know, kind of going to church and stuff and it was like oh boom here it is and was able to uh you know give them the gospel and 
you know, offer, offer him to, to pray. He decided he wasn't ready for that, but, uh, you know, it, it's, um, it's something that I, when I was younger, I would uh, avoid it pretty much really? like the plague. Yeah. <clears throat> um, and I think part of that was because I, uh, had begun to, I hadn't investigated my faith, hadn't made it my own yet. Mm-hmm. So there was, you know, that doubts that you're getting. I went to public school for high school that you're getting from, uh, the world and, and stuff like that. And so once I had worked out my faith for myself, uh, and felt solid, um, then it became a, a much different yeah. story. <clears throat> I think some of it, uh, you know, you think about it, it, if you are in the market for a vehicle, the whole idea of going to buy a car is just, now I know some people love it. They, they mm. love the negotiation mm-hmm. and all that stuff. But the reality is I don't like it because I don't want to be sold. Yeah. And I think oftentimes people who know they should be sharing the gospel, they should be engaging with the lost world, are, are they're fearful. And they're fearful because they may not want to come off as salesy as you're selling Jesus. Yeah, and I think that there's the the feeling or the fear of well that's going to be transparent. You're going to someone's going to see through that, right? Yeah. And and if you're sometimes you make it too much about you, right? If you're coming off trying to sell right. to someone. Right. And like with the, the the Mormon girls, like if I had it just went at them, I felt like it would have been about me, but instead asking questions about them um just to kind of I was just curious kind of what they believed and right. where they yeah. were at, right? Yeah. And that God used that to open up different doors um in different ways but if if to me if you are trying to be like a salesman it's just going to ring hollow and you're going to be like okay well what is this person not telling me right you know that type of thing so you ever done any street evangelism yeah you have that'd be interesting i want to maybe talk a little bit about that but i think one of the, the and you're right i think there is oftentimes we go into those situations as if you're my project mm-hmm and I've got to win you to Christ. Yep. And I, maybe we can kind of unpack that a little bit when we come back from the break. Yeah, so stick with us. We will be back with more after the news. We'd like to give a special thanks to our sponsors, Ace Door and Window, as well as a special thanks to our sponsors, Tom Neal Trucking, and a special thanks to our sponsor, Jeff Andrews of Highway to Eternity Ministries. If you would like to sponsor the program, please email us at Doug at SWATradio.com. That's Doug, B-O-U-G, at SWATradio.com. You're listening to SWAT Radio. Stay tuned. We'll be back with more after the news. to SWAT Radio. That is the Pentatonics with Mary Did You Know. I was listening to a podcast uh, the other day and someone's hot take was that uh, Mary Did You Know is theologically illiterate. 
What do you uh, think? You know, about interesting. It? I uh, I just wrote down that song and I wanted to pull up the lyrics on it. Let's just let me just read it through and see if anything kind of stands out to you. Mary, did you know? Sorry, that's my somebody's at my house. You got that ring? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So here here are the lyrics to that song. Mary, did you know that your baby boy would one day walk on water? Mary, did you know that your baby boy would save our sons and daughters? Did you know that your baby boy has come to make you new? This child that you delivered will soon deliver you. By the way, that's an amazing lyric right mm-hmm. there. I love that kind of stuff. Mary, did you know that your baby boy will give sight to a blind man? Did you know that your baby boy will calm the storm with his hand? Uh, Did you know that your baby boy has walked where angels trod? When you kiss your little baby, you kiss the face of God. So nothing too out there. Yeah, I was confused. Yeah, I I don't remember the whole song. Then it goes into the, the, whatever they call it. uh, The chorus? The chorus. That's the part I remember. Mary, did you know, Mary? Yeah. <laughs> I'm good at those. Yeah, I, I can remember. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Yeah. <laughs> the blind will see, the deaf will hear, the dead will live again, the lame will leap, the dumb will speak, the praises of the Lamb. Mary, did you know that your baby boy is Lord of all creation? Mary, did you know that your baby boy would one day rule the nations? Did you know that your baby boy is heaven's perfect Lamb? That sleeping child you're holding is the great I am. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> that, that is awesome. That's all the lyrics. Yeah. What I don't. I, yeah. So I I did not get what the person was talking about. <laughs> did they, they call in? It, it was like a yeah, like someone read a question off of someone else's thing, yeah. and they the person who was answering didn't really engage with it as right. that much. I right. was trying to figure out what <laughs> is theologically wrong with that one so if you're listening and you and you know yeah let us know (laughs) i guess yeah i I don't know i really don't well i i I love just because i've got kids that are musicians and sometimes they'll write songs and Mm. i'll tell you like they'll send me you know the early versions of a song and i'll listen to it and they'll be like not that the songs the song's great the whole song's great but sometimes there's certain lyrics that just like I'll text back up. Man, I love that lyric. Yeah, you know, it's so good. I'm a lyrics guy for sure. Are like you really? When good. I listen to yeah. a song, it is the words that I remember. It's not totally. like necessarily how the beat. The beat. I mean, I, I get the beat and stuff, but like my wife, complete opposite. She won't even really be listening mm-hmm. to a song, mm-hmm. and she'll be mimicking it perfectly. And I'll be like, you know, why are you doing that? And she goes, doing what? Like it just. You know, music is her thing. Yeah, I'm, that's cool. As long as she doesn't play it backwards and you hear the message. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Hey, well, so we went on the break. We were talking about just uh, with Doug's guest yesterday, Gregory Kokel, um, who wrote a book called Tactics. Great book. I think it's been around, been around for a while. But this idea of how how do we engage in the gospel? In fact, it says, in, in a world increasingly indifferent to Christian truth, followers of Christ need to be equipped to communicate with those who do not speak their language or accept their source of authority. In tactics, uh, Greg Kokel demonstrates how to artfully regain control of conversations, keeping them from keeping them moving forward in a constructive way through thoughtful diplomacy. You learn how to stop challengers in their tracks and how to turn the tables on questions or provocative statements. 
Most important, you'll learn how to get people thinking about Jesus. So tactics provides the game plan for communicating the compelling truth about Christianity with confidence and grace. And it's interesting that that has how that sentence ends because so oftentimes we don't engage because either we don't have the confidence or we don't have the grace. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you, you think of those drop mic moments that you go, man, I, if I'd have been there, I'd have said this. Yeah, and you yeah, like yeah. drop the mic, you know, <laughs> I'd have put him in his place. And yet the reality is, is that as we engage with a lost world, maybe even a better term would be a blind world. Yes, they're lost. They're dead. They're blind. And if you and I walked out of the studio and walked over here to the elevator to go downstairs and a blind person walked out and ran right into you, you're going to be gracious, right? Yeah. You're going to be compassionate because typically we can identify who a blind person is. Either they... They've got a cane or they've got glass, something, you know, if you're aware. Yeah, it's, it's harder to be gracious, though, when the blind person says, I'm not blind, and starts hitting you with the stick. Right? Amen. <laughs> Amen to that. So so what's the point? The point is you've got to engage them in the truth, you know, and you, yeah. you and I were just talking about it on the break, that the whole you know deconstruction movement that's happening is really a reforming of words. Mm-hmm. It's a redefining of words. Yeah, and it it, it was a you know an attempt, um, really a, wa- a wider attempt. We talked uh, the other day about uh, critical race theory. Uh, you and I and a few others did at a right at a at a church, and uh, really that comes out of critical theory. Kind of, I think we've talked about it on the show and stuff. But the deconstruction movement is a, a complete mirror of that, which is to mm-hmm. uh, start it out just kind of chip away at Christian confidence, the church's confidence, I guess I'd say. And then as, once it gets to a, a low enough morale point where no one knows really much anything theologically, now let's switch mm. the, the terms, switch the meaning of terms, so that that way uh, we can co-opt the, the church for our purposes. And by we, I would say, uh, I mean, they might say, oh, we're the communists or we're this or that, mm-hmm. but I would say, you know, Satan and his mission. I was going to say, that's how the enemy works. Mm-hmm. That's how he worked in Genesis that's how he tempted Eve. Did God really say that? Mm-hmm. And it is a reforming and a reshaping of what God has said. And uh, if you don't know the truth, you're going to have a hard time, you know, going up against that kind of argument. Yeah, but if you do know the truth, uh, when a blind man starts swinging at you, you don't get mad about it. You just kind of, he can't see you. You move out the way nice and easy. Um, and feel compassion for him, right? Exactly. Now, I, I guess it is different when somebody is more of a wolf in sheep's clothing, you know, kind of inside the body right. who's who's stirring up division. But, Which, look how Jesus dealt with them. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think that's, you have to, really. Um, I, I would hate to say, <laughs> it's it's something you don't ever want to say, oh, you got to, uh, you know, turn over tables and, and right. stuff yeah. like that. But there is a, uh, a principle there that we should be angered by what angers God. Um, not that we are, you know, Christ or that we're perfect and yeah, we can stray in that. Um, but that doesn't mean that we don't confront what needs to be confronted. Absolutely. And as I was having this conversation with this guy on Tuesday, one of the things I, I shared with him and, and I know it's something that, uh, Greg Kokel discusses in his book is the importance of, of kind of, initiating conversation, you know, and I, I went, we went into the break and I said, you know, so oftentimes as Christians, 
we know our neighbor doesn't know Christ. And now all of, all of a sudden that neighbor becomes our project. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, I think people can pick up on that. Yeah. And if, if my, if my goal is to, you know, mow my grass on a Saturday morning and, you know, it starts to rain before, you know, it, it irritates me. Right. Well, it, that's because it's a project that I want to get done. We cannot look at evangelism that way. We have to look at it as by God's sovereign purposes, he has placed that neighbor or that coworker or that person in my class, whatever it is, and I'm going to initiate conversation with that person. I don't have a timeline on it because, listen, if God has written that man's name or that woman's name in the, in the Lamb's Book of Life, we are called to evangelize. We don't know whether or not that person's going to come to Christ or not. We're simply called to, to obey. And and there's not, hey, you got five minutes, you better go over and share the gospel because Doug even shared it on uh, this week at SWAT. Was some, sometimes you can grow up thinking that if I don't share the gospel with, with uh, Taylor and Taylor goes to hell, that's on me. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> it's not exactly good theology. Right. Uh, but the reality is there should be a burden on me to go share this good news with you. But sometimes conversations don't go as we plan, and we need to be patient. And so I think the importance of just initiating conversation but second of all, which is, I think, one of the most important things, is to learn to listen. Yeah. So oftentimes I've got this message I want to get out, mm-hmm. and I'm completely deaf to what? things you're doing or saying. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like we, my, my wife and I say, read the room. <laughs> yeah. Look around. You know, it, it's very important that you're aware of how a person is responding and what they're saying. Yeah, and – you know, you're you're talking about you know, time, right? And and that uh, aspect. There, there's different ways to share the gospel with different people, right? Like, um, with you know a stranger on the street that you happen to have a conversation with, that's going to look very different than someone who you've been friends with for you know five or ten years. And and in some instances, yeah, okay, you gotta like kind of say here, here here's the gospel because uh, you know the bus is about to leave and you're getting on it and I'm going this way or or something. Um, but then there's other times where uh, the fruit of your life speaks for uh, what you believe, but also you have in those conversations, like if you're not going like to your neighbor or whatever, just to like, okay, I'm going to preach them the gospel here, but just to get to know them. And then in that getting to know them, you grow deeper in connection. And as they get to know you, they, you talk about what you're passionate about, right? And what you know. So as they get to know you, they're going to, you're going to naturally come to a place where you're sharing the gospel because that's important to you. And, and a lot of times, you know, even if it just starts with a biblical worldview type thing, there's a lot going on in the, in the world. If someone's like, well, why do you think, you know, X, Y, or Z? Oh, well, I mean, that's what the Bible says about it. And okay, why do I care? You know what I mean? And it's so when you have that time and, and you just are authentic with who you are and generally trying to get to know the person with you that you're with, God opens up those doors uh, in ways that I think are probably more impactful, I, I, I would think, or more impactful than just handing out tracks. You know what I mean? Not that yeah. someone can't be saved from. Oh, from that. absolutely. Uh, I mean, I totally believe. I, I've used tracks before. Mm-hmm. I don't typically use them, 
But I think your your point is right. I think people can come to Christ through a track. They can come to Christ. I've been on mission trips mm. where I shared the gospel one time and people responded. Mm. But that's not typical, especially in our in the Western civilization. Yeah. So. All right, we are going to pick up there when we get back. Uh, let's see. We'd like to give a shout out to our listeners listening in Virginia at the Lighthouse, as well as in Meridian, Mississippi, listening on WMER, as well as all of our local listeners, 91.7 in Jacksonville, 91.9 in St. Augustine, and 91.3 in Folkestone, Georgia. And finally, we'd like to give a shout out to all of you listening online, wherever you are in the country or around the world. You are listening to SWAT Radio. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. If you'd like to contact SWAT Radio, the toll-free number is 1-844-777-7928. That's 844-777-7928 or 844-777-SWAT. You can also listen to this program through the WTRJ The Truth app from the App Store or over the Internet by accessing www.swatradio.com. We'll be back shortly for further discussion and to take your calls. We're so grateful for having people like Tom Neal Truck Company sponsoring SWAT Radio. Tom Neal Truck Company is located at 417 Edgewood Avenue South in Jacksonville, Florida. Tom Neal is a full-service franchise truck dealer for Freightliner, Western Star, Volvo, Isuzu, and Sprinter vans offering new and used truck sales, service, parts and truck rental and leasing to the North Florida and South Georgia truck market. More information on Tom Neal Truck Company is located at www.tomneal.com. That's www.tomnehl.com. I know that was Casting Crowns, and if I had to guess the title, I would say uh, it was I Heard the Bells, but I'm thinking that's wrong because someone told me what it was at some point. Oh, I got it right. Oh, okay. Oh, there we go. keeping you in line there. Yeah. Casting Crowns, though. Hey, they're good. Well, I, yeah, I yeah, know them good. for sure. Yeah. Um, welcome back to SWAT Radio. We are talking a little bit about uh, Doug's interview yesterday. I'm joined in the studio by uh, with Brad Sykes. He's in the studio with me. Um, and we're talking about his interview with Greg Kukul. I said that right? Kukul. Kukul. Yeah, not cuckoo, right? Uh, Greg Kokel, who wrote a book, Tactics, which is how to talk to unbelievers. If you have any questions or would like to join the discussion, please call us at 1-844-777-7928. That's 1-844-777-SWAT. Or you can email us at taylor at swatradio.com. That's taylor, T-A-Y-L-O-R, at swatradio.com. Let me tell you a little story uh, just to, to kind of enter into this conversation. How do you... How do you engage with people? And this gentleman on Tuesday morning said, it seems so easy for you. And I, I did say that, you know, sometimes some of us are introverts, some of us are extrovert. I think when I was younger, I was more of an introvert. 
I enjoy conversation. Mm-hmm. You and I, have got, mm-hmm. I mean, we've talked hours and hours. Uh, we could stand out in the parking lot and talk yeah. for hours. <laughs> I just, uh, for me, and I'm not. Everybody's not this way. I realize that. Uh, is that I enjoy people. I enjoy hearing. You know, if it's you and me, I enjoy hearing about what God's doing in your life, what He's doing in your marriage, what He's doing in your family. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. It's just, it's fascinating. It's just, it is. You're bearing testimony of what God is up to. That's. Mm-hmm. That's amazing, you know. Well, when I was in college, I uh, I went to I went to play golf in college, uh, but at some point I realized I'm, I'm not going to play on the tour. Golf didn't become it wasn't that important. In fact, my future wife was what was important. Hmm. But of course, I knew I had to have my grades up. And but one of the things I decided to do because I had a little more free time on my hands is I went and got a job. And uh wasn't sure what I wanted to do, but one of my roommates said, hey, you ought to come and work at this clothing store that he worked at. It's kind of the local, you know, frat rat mm. clothing store place. And so, and I, I knew the place well. I went in there every once in a while. And anyway, so uh, I go in there one day. I knew the manager. He knew me. I said, hey, I'm looking for a part-time job. Are you guys hiring? He said, yeah, absolutely. Just uh, come in on Saturday and let's get started. It was like on a Thursday. So, I mean, that was a Thursday. On Saturday morning, he said, show up at 9. We open the store at 10, yada, yada, yada. So, anyway, I show up to the store at ten, yeah, at 9 o'clock. And the uh, store opens at 10 o'clock. And, I mean, immediately on a Saturday morning, 10 o'clock, good, nice, high-end men's store, just people started coming through the door. And there were probably four other salespeople on the floor, on the sales floor. And... uh Man, people started coming in. I was very scared to talk to anybody. Hmm. And finally, about an hour and a half, maybe two hours into the day, my friend, my roommate, came over to me and he said, Hey, Brad, I don't know if you're aware of this, but you don't get paid unless you sell something. <laughs> and I was like, I, I'm sure I looked at him like, what? He goes, yeah, man, you're you're on straight commission. You know, you you're not getting paid by the hour here. You're, you get paid if you sell something. And no wonder the boss was like, yeah, come work. Exactly, of course. <laughs> and I thought, is that legal? <laughs> anyway, here's, here's, here's my point. From that point on, I realized that if I'm going to sell something, I better know what I'm talking mm. about. And what was interesting is back in the day in these old stores, and uh, people listening may remember these days, it's, Clothing stores were different back then, but we used to stack our pants, the trousers, on these big, long tables. You just stack them up, you just kind of just one after another. But what happens is over a period of time, those tables are a disaster. Hmm. Pants are everywhere. And so here's what I determined to do. I went over and started straightening those tables. But every time I would pick up a pair of pants to lay it on the next pair of pants, I would look at the label on the pants. And I would know the price, the brand, what it was made of, where mm. it was made. Just some certain facts about that trouser. So I'd stack that pant. I'd grab the next one. I'd look at that label. I'd read it. And that's mm. what I did. And it took me a while. But by the end of the day, I knew what, you know, what I was selling. Mm. Ultimately, and I don't say this in a prideful way, ultimately, I became one of the best salesmen within that company. That's because I knew the facts. Yeah. And it didn't become as much salesmanship as it became sharing information. Mm. And I think that's one of the areas in the church that we we don't do a great job at. We've we've talked about discipleship. 
you know, Sunday morning is great, and, and we are not to forsake the gathering and the assembly of the church. But if that is your only source of spiritual nourishment, you're malnourished. Jesus said, sanctify them in the truth. Your word is truth. We have got to be in God's word. We've got to understand because we're going to come in contact with people who don't know the truth. Yeah. And we've got to engage with them. And again, I don't necessarily, when people would come into the store or even in my business now in the, in the real estate business, I don't immediately start talking about real estate. Hey, where are you guys from? Mm. You know, it's just, I'm looking for connections and points of interest that I can engage in. You kind of mentioned that, you know, in the last segment is the importance of just making some connections so that you build the relationship. And then as time goes, it's amazing, especially if you begin to pray about these opportunities. God will present you more opportunities than you could shake a stick at mm. or you could share the gospel with them. You know, and it, it could be politics. It could be all sorts of different things. It could, little League Baseball. Yeah, God is the God of all of life, right? That's so, right. Um, yeah, anything can, you know, there's opportunities to talk salvation. Now, there's a few things, though, you know, you were talking about um, having that knowledge. A few things hit me when you said that. First, that it went from being a sales job to being, you know, offering information, right? And, right. And I think that's something that in for us as Christians we should realize, too. We're not trying to sell people on God, right? Like, God is in control of all that. What we're trying to do is offer the truth. Right. And uh, right. that that's a change of perspective that is evident in the way that you uh, interact with people. But also there's, I think a lot of people are afraid because they don't, they don't know, uh, you know, what it means for Christ to be Lord of all, right? They don't know mm-hmm. really because what we do on Sundays is a lot of times it's um, all, it's, I don't know how to say this. The gospel is sufficient for all of life, but we talk about the gospel and not how it applies to, you know what I'm saying? We, right. we don't bring Christ into the mundane and the everyday. Instead, we're just kind of, I feel like a lot of times in church, it's not hitting people where they're, where they're at. And I don't really know. I, I think I know what you're saying. I mean, it, I've heard some people say, it, it, you know, Taylor, if I said, if you went into your doctor tomorrow and they said, Hey Taylor, we're going to put you on this chemotherapy. You're going to go. I don't need. What do you mean chemotherapy? Well, if they never tell you why you need the chemotherapy, you're going to reject that. Yeah. We like to start as if you know <laughs> you need to get saved. Well, if they what do they need to get saved from if they don't think they're lost? Right. And you know what else we do though is. Uh, once someone like you know, in that example, right? Um, you know, you need chemotherapy. Okay. Once now it's been explained that, Oh, you're a cancer patient. You need chemotherapy. The next question is, okay, when do I come in? Uh, what do I need to do? And the response is you need chemotherapy, mm-hmm. right? And there's, there's not a bunch of like for, uh, somebody who like, how do I engage with the world being, you know, mm-hmm. a young mm-hmm. single person, right? right? Like, right. And there's a lot of, high-minded talk sometimes but there's not stuff that comes down and touches uh in people's hearts in a a practical way yeah from and i guess from the pulpit because you do get there are plenty of christians who are writing uh great things about you know how to homeschool as a christian right right? right, or how to do this or that as a christian but in the pulpit a lot of times it seems like it's just kind of a hey you need chemo 
Yeah. You know. Yeah. Hey, by the way, and I know we're 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 running out of time, and you guys, I'm assuming, are going to cover next week, um, Acts chapter 11. Are y'all going to jump into Acts chapter 11? Okay. So the text that you're going to be that our listeners are going to listen to next week is probably going to be Acts 11 verse 19 through 30. I want to real quickly read it to our listeners. And then I got a couple things that kind of go in line with what we're talking about. Okay, so it says, verse 19, now those who were scattered because of the persecution. So you remember Stephen is Mm -hmm. stoned. All of a sudden, the church just scatters. That arose over Stephen, uh, traveled as far as Phoenicia and Cyprus, Antioch, speaking the word to no one except Jews. But there were some of them, men of Cyprus and Cyrene, who on coming to Antioch spoke to the Hellenists, also preaching the Lord Jesus. And the hand of the Lord was with them, and a great number who believed turned to the Lord. The report of this came to the ears of the church in Jerusalem, and they sent Barnabas to Antioch. When he came and saw the grace of God, he was glad, and he exhorted them all to remain faithful to the Lord with steadfast purpose. For he was a good man, full of the Holy Spirit and of faith, and a great many people were added to the Lord. So Barnabas went to Tarsus to look for Saul. And when he had found him, he brought him to Antioch. For a full year, they met with the church. And let me get let me get to the point, because I know we're closing up. If you look at Barnabas, who goes to Tarsus, he goes to find Saul. He finds Saul, and he spends a year with Saul teaching hmm. in the church. All of a sudden, a prophet comes and says, there's going to be a famine. Okay, so you've got a famine coming. Well, they spent a year preparing this church. They didn't know the famine was coming. All of a sudden, the famines they're, they're told there's a famine coming. Now the church is prepared to do the work of the ministry. Mm. We've got to spend time investing in people, yep. even if it takes a year. Yep. That's all the time we have for this week. Wish we could go on longer, Brad. Me uh, too. Hope you guys have a great weekend. Uh, have a nice day. If you missed a SWAT radio broadcast this week and would like to hear any show in its entirety, then go to SWATradio.com. Click on Past Shows, where you can listen to the broadcast. Also, if you're looking for a band of brothers that gather around God's Word to be a part of, then go to SWATradio.com and email one of our hosts, and they can get you plugged in to one of the local SWAT